Now don't get don't get scared and start turning off your radios, huh? I'm not advertising or trying to sell you anything. If the mouthwash you're using uh, is uh, not the right kind and it tastes sort of like sheep dip, why you just have to go right on using it. I can't advise any other kind. So. Welcome to Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. This, as you know, is a Will Rogers Memorial Museum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumley. Guys, and I'm Bart Taylor. Uh, this is uh, our 12th podcast. We're in it for the long haul, as we say. Last time we covered Vaudeville Part 2, little trees here and there. This time we're going to cover Will's life, Betty's life, and uh, I think that eight-year courtship that is uh, going to finally end, Jacob. So uh, my, my thing is uh, sit back. You relax, and you pop those cowboy boots on. Thanks. We'll be back. Bart. Hey. I got something to tell you. Tell me a few things. I only got a little bit. You only got a little bit? I've only got as long as we talk. <laughs> so it's going to, whatever, 17, 20, 30. I just wanted to thank you and Calvin. Thank you for giving. No. And Ken. Oh, and Ken as well. For the music you guys put on this. Oh. On this so podcast. So you, uh, I've never actually thanked you other than in the thanks section, which I, I think wish I people... could look into your eyes. But the way we have the mic set up, it's yeah. Explain, for, explain that for quick. those of you listening at home. You guys never, since this is just a podcast, you can't see what we're doing here. I'm cranking my neck. But we got a table that we got set up down here in the basement, and um, it stinks. We've got. We usually have you know some mic stands that are on the table, so we can. Kind of hang over our, our microphones and it, over our research material. It's a high-dollar operation around these oh joints. Oh, boy, let me tell you what. Jacob's holding his mic. But uh, <laughs> this this week, somebody forgot the mic stands at home. So um, Who's that? We got these replacements, temporary replacements here, and um, it's really just throwing off my game. Maybe I'm a little bit more comfortable and relaxed since I kind of... You kind of just have that mic resting on your belly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of watching you out of my left eye, so it's kind of like a little periff going on here. Yeah. So if you act up, I will get you. So. But Jacob, let's tell them what we're about this week and what's going on. We got a couple of special things coming oh, yeah. up too, right? Well, okay. Like we talked about last week, um, this week in, in the podcast episode, we're going to be talking about Will Rogers and his relationship with his wife or... As according to you guys, from where we are in the story, his soon-to-be wife, uh, Betty Blake Rogers. Oh, Betty! Um, so that'll be that'll be a fun episode. Uh, there's, <laughs> it's really kind of a neat story, and there's a lot of little facts that are just really make me laugh even to this day. Oh yeah, you there's know. I think there's a couple times where you go to points out that their eight-year courtship just it's ups and downs. Her changing her mind you on know. again, off again, yeah. right? So um, we, we get to kind of see the, the insides of that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so it's going to be fun. So uh, this, is, this is kind of like our, our marriage episode. Is our wedding yeah, episode? we're going to yeah. talk about marriage a little bit. Yeah. But before we get to that, uh, we'll tell you about a few things going on around here at the museum. Uh, first, we got a little event coming up. I've been training. I've been training for two years for this event. You've been, <laughs> good. Yeah. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Uh, we have a uh, – every year we host a uh, – 5k race uh runs um starts at rsu roger state university which is right across the street from the museum um runs through their uh education reserve the nice wooded area 
Uh, it's 5K run, and the good thing about it, all the proceeds from that race, everything that that race makes goes right to support the museum. And Oh, I thought you were going to say your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Okay, good, good, good. good. Uh, but it's uh, it's really great because it's uh, I've run the race year after year, and it's uh, honestly, it's a, it's a great run. It's one of the most beautiful places to run for, th- for that matter. It's and it's supposed to be pretty good weather too. So oh, it, it always is. April is is always a great running month. I mean, because it's you know not too hot, not too cold, but it's just about right, just about perfect. That's when I bust out the old running shorts. So go to our Facebook site uh, or our website, either one. Um, take a look at what we've got coming up as far as that event goes and we'd love to have you out there and uh, run the race and help support the museum yeah guys uh, come on out um, run a little bit help out the museum get a little sweaty and have fun doing yeah absolutely and if you don't want to run the 5k there's also the uh, fun run which is just a little 1k hey and if you don't want to run at all just i totally understand just sign up and don't come (laughs) you know i might have to do that but i'll be there that's pass right. Water at least. That's right. I'm also going to pass out Frito chili pie if pass out some Frito chili pie yeah. to the runners. Yeah. Is, it, is that cool? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's a uh, known runner it's staple. Be, you know, just <laughs> you know, pouring it on there and just handing out, dishing so. it out. Yeah. We'll see. Well, Bart, what do you got in that little red bag over there? I've got a little something in that red bag over there. I, I you see you stopped by the gift shop today. Didn't I did you? stop by the gift shop because it's that five dollar oh, sale. We got a lot of books. We've got a lot of books that are on sale for like five bucks, which is really a great price for some of the stuff we're selling. So, we've got the Jacob Crumb Weedy biography, the, uh, <laughs> no, just a photo album of my baby pictures <laughs> yeah. on sale for five. Which there is a stack of a thousand. That yeah, been no one, no one's bought those. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we got a lot of books on sale. Come to the gift shop. Support the museum that way, or come run in our 5K and support the museum that way. Just whatever you do. You could buy a book for five, read it while running. Absolutely. I'll, I'll stand in front of you and make sure that you don't fall down. That's a great idea. Everything, Everyone wins. I like that. Yeah. And I get to eat pretty much pie. So. <laughs> Back to that. Well, that sounds great. Cool. We Where do you say we stop uh, messing around and get right to this podcast? What do you think? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say a break is in order, and let's get right back to it. All right. Be right back, guys. Thanks. Are you tired of the hustle and bustle of the vaudeville circuit? Oh, super dang. Then why not come home to a fresh cup of Tawedian coffee? It's brewed to perfection with a strong dose of wit, grit, and just the proper amount of charm. I got a lot of charm for you. Tawedian coffee. Freshly brewed brilliance. Have you tried yourself some coffee today? Tay and coffee. All right, Bart. We are back. It was like a cough sing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. This is this whole this whole episode is going to be a little bit weird just because everything's out of whack for me and we got this funky setup as far as our microphones go. It's just it's just different. It's funkier, but I think we're kind of like a little bit looser with the funk. That makes any sense. It, yeah, I guess. Made no sense. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, Bart. Enough messing around. Let's get to it. Let's get out of the subjects. Um, we're talking about Will Rogers and Betty Rogers on again, off again relationship, which is has oh, been man. on again and off again for a number of years, right? We're talking eight years, I believe. That uh, she, uh, I mean, she saw him at the World's Fair in 1904 kind of said mm, that's probably not for me the yeah, theatrical falling right. around and you the, know she she knew him you know from back i think 
you know, they had met years before that, and they they just kind of known each other. They've written back and forth. They've kind of had quasi relationships, and you know, they've gone back and forth on the whole idea of being together. And it's been it's really funny to you got there actually the uh, a book um, actually on specifically Will Rogers courtship. The courtship, yes, sir. Uh, it's kind of funny to sit there and read the letters that uh, Will wrote. And again, you know, a lot of the, and I think I've said this before, but uh, a lot of the um, correspondence that we have is just Will's letters because Will would write them, send them to Betty, and she, being the responsible <laughs> person, actually kept the letters. Right. So we re- re- rarely, rarely, rarely have any of the letters, you know, written from Betty. Right. Because Will. She either, always saved all his stuff, though. Yeah. And I don't think he did or if he did they got lost and it's pretty nice something like that I'd, i i won't make it sounds like me judgments. i kind of just trash stuff I need, I need to start holding on to that too um so it's always funny to see a one-sided one-sided uh relationship basically in the making it's, it's kind of funny oh yeah and just kind of how he basically i um, fell in love with her you know for, oh, sure. for so long for so many years and kept writing you know and was so adamant about getting that message across you know and and then how quickly it it just came to be. You were talking earlier before we set up. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's uh, really by the fall of 1908 was really when this kind of all started to come together as far as becoming, I don't even want to say just a marriage, but more of a serious relationship in general because, like I said, they had corresponded back and forth and, you know, had kind of been, uh, you know, somewhat in a relationship before. But uh, she didn't really like some of the, you know, we we get to see kind of her reaction to Will hanging out with the gals on the road, you know, and yeah, well, that was kind of a, she, you can tell that she had feelings. Sure, and you know, you know I think she wanted a relationship. Um, you know, that that's kind of clear. But uh, Will was always on the road. He was always with so many different entertainers, and you know, I think she was a little skeptical about starting a relationship with a guy who. Um, was around with a whole bunch of different other ladies and never really settling down himself. And she had an idea of what, you know, she wanted and I'm I'm putting words in her mouth a little bit. So I'll, I'll get off that. But, (laughs) uh, there's one particular letter, um, 23rd of September in 1908. Uh, Keep that in mind. 23rd of September end of September. He writes to Betty and says, um, he basically is apologizing for his lack of, uh, Lack of, well, his indecision regarding their relationship in general, and specifically a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit of another woman that was involved. Right, exactly. Keep this in mind, this is 23rd of September of 1908. In a short period, they get married, just to spoiler alert here, they get married the 25th of November. Right, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, so this is like two months <laughs> before they get married. Oh, yeah. He's basically saying, listen, I want to have a serious relationship with so you. So here, I'm coming clean. He's coming clean. And so I don't know if that's like all she was waiting for was just him to admit that he we was... We will never know. Yeah. It, but anyway, it's kind of funny just sitting back and looking at yeah, it. Yeah. You know? the, the gap of two months is kind of... I mean, going from what well, we're talking about, the eight-year courtship, all the letters that we've read that, uh-huh. you know, say, oh, come on, you know, I, I love you, you know, uh, you know, l- you let me be your man, pretty much, you know. Right. And then it goes from that. Um, he tells what you just said, that, kind of the secret, and then she... You know, she automatically just opens up and says, hey, you know, so I think, you know, we assume since we don't have her letters. Right, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, maybe she was just waiting for Will to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it uh, 
really at this point it's kind of clear that I guess Will was ready to kind of settle down and not just settle down with anyone, but specifically Betty. Right. He had other options, I guess. Lucille. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or this. I don't even know who the who these other women are necessarily, but uh, you know, as we've as we've gone through Will's life, you know, he's had plenty of relationships with ladies, and I don't mean that derogatorily. I mean he he was a young man, and you know, he was living his life. Right. Um, but you know, it's pretty clear by this point he's wanting to settle down, and uh, and really, when I say settle down, I only mean in marriage because we know Will is a pretty energetic guy, and he his career is kind of all over the place. Right, literally, it takes him all over the country, all even, over the world, even the world. So uh, you know, you're pretty much signing up for a long ride. You know, that's and she knew that she knew that you know eventually uh, November 10th to be to be correct. You know, yeah, by really early October they kind of agreed to be married and. Um, Will was able to take a break from the vaudeville circuit that you know he had been traveling through across to come back to Oklahoma, Arkansas, visit family, tell them tell him of his decision to uh, you know to get married to Betty to Betty Blake. Right. So uh, <laughs> it really it, it was a fast fast chain of events from Will kind of coming clean and uh, them getting married. Right. It, it, it was kind of crazy. He came when he came home. You can tell he had a mission. Um, yeah. You can tell he was he was ready, like you were saying. So basically on November 10th, um, without any advance or notice, he dropped by Betty and asked that old familiar question that he's been poking and prodding her for yeah. years. Um, but now, as she remembered the conversation, he promised that after finishing a tour he had signed on to do, um, I did just say tour, by the way. Tour? I yeah. needed to stop and clarify that. <laughs> um, he would return to Claremore um, after that last tour. And so... Tour? <laughs> this time the answer was a resounding yes finally yeah after all these years yeah so you know maybe maybe she thought okay this is our chance to settle down the uh -huh. old home place um you know raise some kids um which he does have some kids coming up too so you know he's gonna have a pretty busy life not that he wasn't already packed full sure know, anyways but i thought that was pretty interesting they set the they set the date for to get married on uh thanksgiving yeah. Uh, November 25th of 25th, 1908. 1908. Yeah. They're married in Rogers, Arkansas, of all places. Yes. And that's uh, Betty's Betty's home. That's right. Okay. Benton uh, County. In fact, he, they got married at uh, Betty's mother's house in there in uh, Rogers, Arkansas. Rogers, Arkansas. A few family were there. Um, some of Will's family, actually, uh, his sister Sally, their entire family couldn't make it because one of Sally's daughters... Irene got sick. That's right. That's right. She got really and so sick. So the entire family was quarantined, actually, and they couldn't. They uh, couldn't leave. They couldn't take some Zyrtec and just head out. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. It's weird. I thought one uh, weird thing is on the wedding day um, about the train situation. Did you hear about that? Oh, no. Okay. Well, um, on the wedding day, Will, Clem, Maud, and May were supposed to arrive at eleven thirty uh -huh. on the train. Um, you said one of Sally's children was quarantined. Right. Um, Turns out there was a momentary momentary scare uh, when the at eleven thirty the, the the train did not arrive. Everybody was freaking out. Like, what's uh, did he change his mind? What's going on? What's yeah. going on? You know. um, turns out that there was just two train cars, um, so the other one came a little bit later. Yeah, but there was enough that you go to said that they freaked out. You know, that's and, kind of funny. I, know. I mean, considering everything we know about their relationship, it being on again, off again, and Will's kind of. It being a kind of a question if he really wants to settle down and if right. she really wants to have him and all that. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, hey. he's not there. 
That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Spe- it almost seems like he planned it, but, you know, he didn't. <laughs> Speaking of funny things, um, after their wedding uh, on, these, on November 26th for their unofficial honeymoon, where do you think they went? Um, you know, I probably think they went to Las Vegas or Cancun, do a little gambling. <laughs> no, actually, oh, okay. they went to a football game. <laughs> oh, Owasso Rams, Jinx? It was uh, the Carlisle Indians and the St. Louis, St. Louis University. I was a big fan of Carlisle Indians back when I was a kid. Carlisle Indians? Okay. <laughs> uh, Carlisle had a kind of a famous football program, um, kind of there in the early 1900s. Um, Anyway, so they went to a football game of all things. So Will, he was he loved sports. Let's just say that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I absolutely think so. And it's kind of funny. That's how they spent the day after they. Hey, they got hey, married. girl, uh, we're married. Let's uh, go to a football game. How he, about it? <laughs> here's the thing. I've got a football game lined up for us, <laughs> and then we're gonna go bowling. Right. <laughs> uh, which I think it's funny, just because that is to me, it's completely. It's completely expected for as far as Will's character goes. It just seems oh, yeah. like something he would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everything from the train to the football game. To yeah. <laughs> it's just funny, you know. I know. And I, I'm sure they had a great time. And, you know, it's. Uh, it's and I've read through comical. most of Betty's book and she didn't say anything otherwise. So yeah. She actually said that um, she remembered the time. Um, well, you know, I'm just, I guess I was just getting ready to bring that up. The, they went to New York City, you know, for their, for their uh, honeymoon. And Will. Before Will was going to perform, uh-huh. excuse me, and Will took her by Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember what happened at Madison Square Garden, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. So they took their real honeymoon. I say real, kind of in air quotes there. Um, shortly after uh, when they started up their tour of the um, oh the vaudeville circuit, uh, Orpheum circuit. There we go. I'm sorry. The Orpheum Circuit, um, he had just been hired, uh, and he was taking a tour um, of that circuit, and, you know, although they were pretty much working, I mean, I say they, Will was pretty much working uh, at the time, they were able to travel kind of all across the country. So. Yeah. So it's not like a working lunch where, you know, you're eating a sandwich and you're working, it's a, yeah. it's a working honeymoon, <laughs> you know, you, and I actually, I'm, I'm going to try to do that when I get married that's something i'm looking forward to come up to the museum go play a couple shows. right 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 you know she can sit at the front greet guests while i make podcasts right she can sit down well she can sit down here we got an extra cup yeah that's okay okay <laughs> <laughs> um jacob one uh one thing i thought that was really cool and this shows that you know we always know that will loved betty but he couldn't wait to show her the life that he was living it uh-huh. seems like um all the little experiences those are hard to put in letters and in sending them back and forth, waiting for her reply. Yeah, you know he's he's a blabber. He wants to talk. You know? Sure. And um, so he wanted to take her to New York City, like he did, show her everything he had learned, done in the three years that he had been on the road with Bonneville. Yeah, I've got a great quote there from Betty too, from Betty's biography. Hit me. Uh, she said, um, "His life had been full, and he wanted me to know about it, the bad along with the good, every little thing from as far back as he could remember." Although Will and I had been friends for a good many years, we had not been together for most for most of it. Um, and I known actually, and I had known very little about the man that I was about to marry. Yeah. So it's really kind of funny. Uh, although they had a relationship where they, you know, had seen each other and you know been around each other and they corresponded, she still didn't know a lot about him and hadn't spent a lot of time with him, which I think is really kind of funny. 
Oh, the whole thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a, he considered himself, um, I got this out of Betty's book, uh, of a, a kind of sorts of a, a lone wolf type. Uh-huh. Um, because he was on the, the road so long, um, those three years, um, even as far back as being a kid, um, he would he would hang out by himself, Betty said. Um, so it kind of formed um, uh, he w- where he was able to go by himself on these things. So that also brings me back to saying, like, if he was okay by himself and in this lone wolf, well, you know, we really know Will Rogers wanted to marry Betty. Sure. Because, I mean, he, he's, he wanted her to come out so bad, you know, and going from that lifestyle to changing up is pretty pretty different. So. Yeah. Well, that kind of tells you the story about, you know, their, their relationship coming together. Um, but another another relationship that I think is significant in Will's life at this time is his relationship with his father. Um, now, kind of in, during this time where we, we talked in the past couple episodes about, you know, Will Rogers and vaudeville, uh, during this time um, is actually – is actually when Will's father died. He died in uh, 1911. Right. Early 1911. And um, he participated in quite a few groundbreaking events, um, notable oh yeah, events in absolutely. Oklahoma's history. Going back to before that. Going back to the second episode of our podcast, we talked about Clem a little bit. Um, and Clem, honestly, I mean, he had a really interesting life, almost as interesting as Will's in his own right. Um, it was just very different. Um, he was very important in the. Um, Cherokee Nation, as well as, you know, what eventually became the state of Oklahoma, the 46th state of the United States. Yeah, wasn't um, he a delegate in the uh, yeah, convention? Oklahoma that kind convention? of was the capstone of his political life. Um, in 1906 and 1907, Clem was the, uh, actually, kind of interesting, the oldest delegate in the um, Oklahoma uh, Constitutional Convention that right. kind of framed up the what the Oklahoma Constitution is going to be. It was very, very honor, uh, high honor for him to be included in that. But there were a couple more honors that he was. Oh sure, sure. To. Yeah, actually, tell tell us about that one. Well, the honor was basically, you know, Clem had done all these great things, and um, what better of a way to, you know, honor someone than to name a, a county after someone? Sure. And what was the county called? It was originally the Cooey Scooey District when it was the Cherokee Nation. And we were, me and Jacob were talking earlier. We think that's a great boy's name. So, Cooey Scooey. If you guys are looking for a boy's name, <laughs> Cooey Scooey, we think. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just give it, give us credit. Cooey Scooey Crumweedy. <laughs> That's good. Pretty good one, yeah. That Cooey Scooey Crumweedy. Okay. Well, um, Clem was given the honor of changing Cooey Scooey County, um, which, w- what was included in that county? What were the. It was, uh, I don't know the actual borders, but, um, you know, it was consisted of most of what is now Rogers County, where Claremore is now. Okay. Uh, which included. Um, Chelsea, Claremore, you know. Okay. Yeah, well, basically, um, they changed it to Rogers County. Yeah, and tell, tell them about the... Uh, <laughs> oh, the speech. How he accepted the... Well, uh, you know, characteristic, uh, characteristically, he uh, ungraciously, I guess you could say, he gave a speech, um, which I thought was pretty funny. You brought it up, so I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, he said, I congratulate you gentlemen on giving me this honor. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like, I deserved it. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know of anything that sums up Clem Rogers more than that statement. It's just funny. He's, if you don't know much about Clem, which you should after, if you've listened to our podcast. Oh, if you don't, episode two. Get back on it. Now. Um, honestly, you know, it's, uh, 
he was a very gruff guy and um I don't want to say he had a difficult relationship with Will, but you it, know it was it was different. Yeah. Um he was always a little bit suspicious of Will Rogers, the performer. And how he got his money, I I was reading. Yeah. Well. He <laughs> actually when he was at the uh he was with uh, Alfalfa Bill Murray, who uh, eventually became the um, uh, eventually became the governor of Oklahoma uh, some years later. But was uh, at the Constitutional Convention with uh, Clem and Will. You know, when he was on the vaudeville circuit, you know, would send money back home, as we've mentioned before. Um, he sent uh, Clem a five hundred dollar check. And, you know, Clem got it when he was at the convention, and he leaned to Alfalfa Bill Murray and said, uh, he asked him, uh, Bill, do you suppose Will is making this money honestly? <laughs> he yeah, was, yeah. He was always a little suspicious, you know, of these large sums of money he was being sent home, and I don't think he could quite fathom the fact that... Entertainers were paying that much. being able to make money, yeah. you know. Because, um, I mean, he worked hard, you know. Yeah, and just a little bit more to kind of describe their relationship in the Christmas of 1905, uh, Will sent his father a uh, oh yeah a beautiful, nice, thick, heavy overcoat. That's right. And with uh, <laughs> he just essentially sent it back to him and said, "No, it's just not my style. Right. Thank you anyway." Actually, he didn't say thank you anyway. He was just said you gave him a, a little more credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Will was just really kind of hurt by it because he'd spent a lot of money on it. And in fact, there's a kind of a there's a photo of Will. He kept it for himself, the overcoat. Uh, and you know that uh, cutout of Will we have by the um, travel map out there in the museum? Yeah. That's the overcoat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So a little triv yeah. right there, guys. Well, anyway, in early 19, uh, 1911, um, when actually, remember we talked about Will going to Europe? Right. This was right about that time. This uh, was actually Betty's, Betty's first time to go. He was there. actually uh, thinking about doing a second second trip to Europe. Okay. Um was when Clem passed away. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was a it was a strangely difficult time in his life because I mean he obviously looked up to his father a great deal. Uh, his father meant a lot to him, and uh, you know it was obviously losing a, a parent's a difficult thing. Right. Well, it seemed like you know obviously he meant a lot, and they named him uh, the county Kuiskui County after him. Um, I was also reading in Yagoda's book where the funeral was set um, for Tuesday at 3 o'clock, and the mayor of Claremore issued a proclamation asking every business in town to close its doors at that hour. Um, and according to Clem's obituary, he was considered a pioneer who was a statesman and a man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just a, a really good guy. And it's so different that we get to see the intimate intimacy between him and Will in, uh -huh. in the writings. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, going back and reading those... Um correspondence between the two of them it's it's just as interesting as reading the ones from uh reading the ones from betty again it's all one-sided since you know <laughs> will didn't necessarily keep everything so uh it's, it's still it's interesting to read oh definitely um do you have anything else bart <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna tell him about teddy you know oh sure yeah. that's a great little story yeah go ahead well um we all know about teddy We've got his shoes here at the museum. Teddy's Will's horse that he used in. Right, not Teddy Bear. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't specify that. That he used in vaudeville acts and, you know, Buck McKee rode him around like we talked about. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess Teddy or Teddy got out. Um, and, you know, I guess um, 
he had run off, become this stray horse, and ended up at a old um, um, Native American's house. And eventually, uh, Will wanted it back. I mean, he wanted him back so he could buy him. He wasn't going to ever use him for tricks or anything. Um, so he bought him back for I think it was double the price. And uh, I think I think it was Herb McSpadden that helped him find that. Um, the horse got out. Will said, "Whatever you got to do, Herb Herb McSpadden." Whatever you got to do to get that horse back, he has to have it. And it's not like he was going to use him for, you know, roping tricks or on the stage anymore. He was done with that. At this point, he put Teddy out to pasture. Teddy was getting kind of old. Yeah. And uh, he loved the horse. You you can obviously tell if he went to that extreme to to get it back, um, you know. But basically, Herbig's bad and paid double for it, got it back, shipped Teddy back to the old ranch uh, near Ugal, put him out to pasture. um, And that was that. So... He, Teddy ended up living out his life on the pasture, and I think that's a good little note to end it on right there. Teddy Teddy went home, and it was uh, a good place to go home. Good kind I kind of like this area of Oklahoma, this part of Oklahoma. I believe so. I've lived here my life. Well, Bart, do you have anything else you want to contribute to this one? I think we're ready to put this one in the books. I've got a couple more weird noises, but I'll save them for next, next Save time. them for next time? Yeah. This episode was brought to you by the Will Rogers Memorial Commission and the Will Rogers Memorial Foundation. The episode is produced by our good buddy, good friend Calvin Frank, and assisted by Bart Taylor. And this episode is written and edited by Jacob Crumwitty and Bart Taylor. Uh, special thanks goes out to the Mood Trio for the use of their music and our introduction. And the sources we use this week is the uh, Papers of Will Rogers, Volume 3, the Will Rogers biographies by Ben Yagoda and Betty Rogers, as well as Reba Collins' book, Will Rogers' Courtship and Correspondence. Bart? Oh, yeah. I think that does it. Episode 12. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're still listening at this point, just want to remind you, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast collector you're using. Um, make sure you like uh, like us on Facebook, the Will Rogers Museum page, and... Uh, Tell us what you think about it. So I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate this episode 12. Mm-hmm.